and gentlemen, boys and girls, the gaming industry is dead. I'm also dead inside. Love is over. Nothing is real. Let's just shit on these game companies for the end of the year now. Let's go, boys. Yes. Give us give us our give us our gifts. Give us our horrible, yeah. horrible lumps of coal. Hi, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. Episode 134, the Krampus cast for 2018, apparently. The one in which we just throw any semblance of our intros out the window? Yeah, no, it's all over, Charlie. It's love dead, Love Alex. is over. Love is over. As, as I was looking further and further into all these gaming stories and news, I just realized that my life is in shambles. The I've been living a lie. you hard, isn't it? It's hitting really fucking hard. It's like some deep so. down shit, ain't it? I have I haven't felt this bad since SOE shut down the Matrix Online. Is this an official Charlie the Ruiner moment? No, this is a game industry's the Ruiner moment. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Just, well, just just one, just a couple of companies in particular. No, all of them. Okay. No, all of them. All of them. Yeah. I don't, no one is no one is <laughs> safe this year. Nobody is innocent. Nobody was good. Everybody's been an asshole this year. Almost like and, corporations are inherently evil and not actually people. That's right. <laughs> and this is yeah. the one time of the year we could sit down and just hand out Krampus. Uh, what, what is the awards we hand out? Uh, they're not necessarily awards as they are yearly beatings. This is the time yeah. we hand out the yearly beatings to reflect See, that's what the beatings have been in our, in our hearts. <laughs> I, I love how depressed you're coming into this episode, Alex. Like, I'm sad. It's set in the I'm right shambles, sir. I am uh, shambles, sir. I looking through all these all, all the articles and like the stuff that's happened this week with Blizzard. I I am in shambles, sir. <laughs> so so I guess before we kind of kick this whole thing off, welcome to a wicked awesome cast. As I said earlier, uh, welcome to the Krampus yeah, cast. Welcome. We do this once a year. Uh, if those not familiar with the Krampus cast, I believe this is our third year doing this. Yeah, third year. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, if you're looking for our normal podcast, come back probably either next week or the week after. This is because news is slow this time of year. We choose we choose to do a roundup of kind of. All of the all of the gaming news we decide to, we've decided is naughty from 2018 this year, so yeah, buckle in. Uh, it's apparently Alex is just gonna be in pain the entire time, which I'm kind of looking forward to because ah, uh, this is some like Matrix Online year for you, man. As you said, it's rough, man. Realizing that Blizzard is not the lovable fan-driven company that it is, that it's just a heartless money grab company never meet your heroes oh. or eat that horse as dragon ball z would tell you to do yeah <laughs> pretty much so mm. also before we get to the yearly uh stuffing into sacks and beating with switches and sticks and stuff anyone play anything um not so much actually yeah no not really just wow fair enough because i am a horde of the system yeah you need to and stop. the game yeah, I don't think it's ever going to stop, man. Unless I literally get banned like I did before. I should get you Ooh. banned. Yeah. A have you thought about, like, suicide bombing at this point or something like that? Just to, to break the addiction? Um, honestly, like, I'm kind of just, at this point, waiting to trade one poison for another. So, as soon as Anthem comes out, I'll probably be playing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I, I had that conversation this week. Yeah, it's like you know what? I at this point I'm trading in getting beaten with a two by four to getting beaten by a lead pipe. 
I know Anthem's pretty good, at least the stuff I played so far. Anthem is good, don't get me wrong. I'm it just afraid cool. that EA EA will find a way to EA it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, so speaking <laughs> of EAing it, I actually reinstalled Black Desert online this week. Oh, fantastic. Oh nice. I I really wish I didn't dislike that MMO so much. <laughs> I wish that MMO was better. The combat in yeah. that game is fucking amazing, but the microtransactions in that game make EA look like what Alex thought Blizzard was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh. I spent a weird amount of time researching MMOs again this week. Like, I jumped back into Terra for a couple hours, and I jumped back out being like, right, all of the armor in this game is fetish wear for female characters. I forgot. Well, that's, well, that's literally every single like MMO. That ever one's worse graphics. for some weird reason. Yeah, I, dude, I, I, I think wrong. you just think that because of the, because of the Ellen. It's an Eastern MMO. Like it has that Eastern MMO kind of feel, and yeah. all those fucking games have the fetish armor. Like oh. if, even if even Final Fantasy fourteen has the weird fetish oh, armor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying it's unique to that game, but like in the character creator, when you jump in and you're going through, like, hey, what class? Some of them, I'm like, man, some of these are making Ivy from Soul Calibur go put some goddamn clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is Uh, much. See, but I, you know, and I, you know, I'm coming here. I'm a person who actually still does play Terra, not as regularly as I used to, but yeah, I still enjoy that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only MMO that I've stuck with ever <laughs> so yeah yeah i also put star citizen this week mm. oh did I you poor life choices mm. seems to be a common theme among these they, uh they got that new patch podcasters. out it's real good <laughs> oh boy my oh freelan- boy uh oh my freelancer miss has endless missiles kind of it's real good that mm. thing is a gun barge it's great ed you should not give money to star citizen Except maybe kind of because they did a real good thing this week, but also no, don't. <laughs> they got out there and showed off their financials, which was fucking weird to see a video game company do. Like, no, we're not actually stealing your money. Here's where it's all been going to and shit. That's that's kind of commendable. It it is this absolute. It, we might talk about it next week because it's kind of still evolving. Some, yeah, and this is not the week to talk about that. But like, it is yeah. this like. For all the shit I give that company, this was a week where I'm like, ah, <laughs> you went from being an obvious <laughs> scam I bought into to being like one of the most transparent game companies, kind of all of a sudden. You're still probably a scam, but uh, a more transparent scam? I, a scam <laughs> that might give me a video game in a couple years? I don't know. Yeah, I. I, so how long has that? I just how long has it been in production? I don't. I, I'm just. Curious. I think we're at I year five or something like that. I think like I have to look it up. When was that? Well, I do know that GTA Five took something around five years. Well, so and like it, this is where it gets kind of weird because I th- there's this real kind of convoluted, dumb conversation you can have that's not a useful one to have, and that's. What this game is now is not 
what was kickstarted and that's a thing a lot of fans that kickstarted mm. are upset about okay yeah so development for the game began in 2011 since wow. then okay, that's a little longer than five yeah right. but also since then it's experienced like two or three engine changes some bizarre mm -hmm. scope creep like i if, we're not gonna talk in this of like we can do at some point when like maybe the beta for this game happens or something a full episode yeah. on like the realities of star citizen but like it would basically be like if they took i'm justifying the sum for them like if they started <laughs> off making like x-wing versus tie fighter 2 and then like mm. a third of the way through production said but what if we just also made world of warcraft as well because uh, that's kind of what happened hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well that's what happens when you just literally throw money at people i mean that's so, and that's where right. it gets weirder, because that was kind of the always goal, but then also, like, if halfway through making World of Warcraft, they then said, but what if we also made Star Citizen, or not Star Citizen, um, No Man's Sky, and, like, procedurally generated a galaxy? Like, I, it's real weird to talk about, because there's, there's tech coming out of, um, uh, Cloud Imperium Games that is revolutionary video game tech. Like, the whole... Mm using webcams to track facial motions to animate your in-game character is stuff yeah. that you could have a whole company founded around. And the fact that Star Citizen's the one figuring it out, it's fucking cool and also insane, but also taking yeah. resources away from getting that fucking game finished. But also, <laughs> holy shit, you're doing this thing that like you could build an entire fucking company around. And it's kind of cool you're doing it to add to a level of immersion for this space MMO. Like it, It's like, sure, we could have been happy with the physics engine previously, but we wanted the physics engine to register, like, dependent on what the oxygen quality of a planet was, and, like, have that affect your flight model. I'm like, that's cool. Also, why? You do realize all it's going to be used for is for the latest audio meme. It, it on YouTube. We'll see. Somebody will hook you up, know, display a YouTube, YouTube thing, and you know, have their have their avatar say something really dumb and put it on YouTube. And yeah, no, yep, I, that, that's going to be the number one use of that. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, like it, as someone who spent a weird amount of time researching MMOs this week for no fucking reason except that I have now like officially said finishing Red Dead Redemption Two is my New Year's resolution that and, like, further purging Facebook from my life. Like, it, it's weird. I'm like, I'm stop playing this for the rest of the year. I, I'm done with this game for a little while. I need some distance. Like, I will finish this shit, but it's not happening between now and, and January. And also, like, you have to finish it before Anthem comes out because you're not coming back at that point. And also, then Darksiders was like, yo! We added Darksiders 1 combat to Darksiders 3, and I'm like, I should go check that out, because I want to see how this fuckery ends. <laughs> it's been a weird week, man. Like, I unlocked all my characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, because fucking reasons. Well, they just, you know, part and parcel of, of buying that game, because ha 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 ha. I, I did it the shitty way too, where like you did, you play like a couple seconds, then you quit out, and you play a couple seconds, and you quit out. Like I, 
not proud. I, I will say that I prefer that over having to buy all of your characters. Yeah, we got DLC characters coming. But I mean, they're coming. But I mean, but your main roster, just without yes. any DLC, is massive. Props for that. That's true. I mean, honestly, is uh oh, I'll just say that there's plenty of fighting games where it's like half the roster is DLC, and it's like including the people that anybody would really want to play. It's like, mm, yeah. So yeah. at least that. I mean, I think I think I'd rather have to you know spend time unlocking them, even if it's in a mode that I'm not particularly fond of. Rather than having to shell out an extra game's worth of money just so I can play character that I actually want. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. Like, I, I still fucking hate the spirit mode for that. The, like, classic arcade mode has some cool shit. Yeah? Well, like, each, each arcade path, for lack of a better phrase, each classic mode is tailored to the character. And I didn't fully get that till I did the Bowser one, and it's just called every character that's red, and it's just you beating down every character in the game whose default coloring is red, ending with you with a fight Whoa. against Mario. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah, like I, I I then played through that, and then like the um the King uh what's it King K rule one is called like um Ultimate Heavy Cut Knockfest or something or Smash Fest probably. It's just all the heavies in the game versus King K. Rule. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like it, there's a tale. Like the Castlevania one ends in a fight against Dracula, which I didn't expect. It, I, I like the classic mode for that game. There's like some cool paths. I may go play all of them because the majority of them so far have been kind of cool and like fun homages, but still fuck spirit mode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Henry? Um, I... Alright, so I watched Into the Spider-Verse. That's... Alright, watch that movie. Watch that movie. It's it's great. It's fantastic. I'm not gonna say anything really more much more about it, because it's worth watching every single bit of it. Definitely stay for the, like, for the after-credit scene. It's also really good. Just watch that movie. It's great. I mean, it's great if you've never heard of Spider-Man and you watched it and you just think, this is great, actually. So it's it's fantastic. It has stuff for people who've never heard, never really been into it. It has stuff for definitely, you know, your comic book geek. can spot, you know, little, you know, all the little Easter eggs. But, oh, so good. It's, it's got so Spider-Ham. That's all you have to do to sell me on it. Yes, it's got Spider-Ham and it's, it's fabulous. And and the you know the person voicing him is also amazing. Super is it John Mulaney. Yes. Oh so. God, John Mulaney voicing characters is the fucking best. He's awesome at Big Mouth. And so yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, uh, I I don't know. I didn't really get around to too much gaming this week, to be honest. Like you know, it's more kind of cat. Like I guess I mean, all right. To me, playing roguelikes is kind of casual. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll 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 you know, I like to go back and play like a dance or you know, curse of the necro dancer and dark you know, darkest dungeon. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, more than that, um, I'm actually casting from. I'm visiting my family in Oklahoma. I will kill you. 
<laughs> okay. Do it, do it. Do it. Keep going. You've got your chance, Henry. Do, you do dare it. mention how the wind comes rushing down the plains in Oklahoma. I will find a tornado and throw you into it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Last I checked, he doesn't have that power. Do it. Or do I, Alex? He doesn't. As far as I know, do it. It's sweeping down the... <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Internet high five to you, sir. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd uh, yeah, say I'm, go I'm, to I'm... hell, but you're already in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not just in the countryside. I'm in the countryside from the countryside. So, I mean, so that I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of glad that I actually have internet that works out here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, to belabor this point a little bit, like we did an audio test last night, and the sound of surprise in Henry's voice when Discord worked was like, holy shit. Like, it was kind of like, a, it's like he solved some mathematical equation that had been plaguing him. <laughs> it's like, wow, I, I didn't expect this. Huh. Yeah, seriously. But here I am. Nice. I'm glad it worked out. It was nice to have you on here for this week. Yeah. The more voices in the Krampus thing, the merrier. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, you know, I mean, I just, you know, spend a certain amount of time, you know, flying airports that, you know, traveling. So, yeah, that's, you know, not, didn't get up too much this week. Um, I, I, I cried myself to sleep a few times about, you know, the Sonic movie, but, you know, neither here nor there, I guess. <laughs> I'm just picturing you, like, waking up in the night and like, it can't be real, it can't be whipping out your phone, Sonic movie, and being like, no! And then waking up again, <sighs> be like, okay, now it can't be real. Well, you know, when you just have dreams of just that motion poster, but he just gets closer and closer to Every time he runs up, he, he just gets closer and closer to you with his Ooh. horrid, horrid, furry body. Ugh. So, yeah. Sega Nightmares. 2019's <laughs> gotta be a good movie, a good year for video game movies. One hand, yeah, Detective well, Pikachu. Yeah, Detective Pikachu. That should be a crossover. Or Horrible Sonic and Detective Pikachu. We can only dream. I think, as far as, like, Real life stuff, though. The only things I'm looking forward to, other than Detective Pikachu, is maybe the Witcher Netflix series. Everything else is, mm. just looks like dog shit. Allegedly, they're making a Diablo TV show on Netflix or something. I think my girlfriend. Was oh, about this. Really? yes. Please. Do you have to buy the episodes. I <laughs> gotta subscribe. Well, I, the subscription is one thing, but you have to buy additional stuff to make the experience really happen. Or like the like the middle like ten minutes out of random parts of the episode is just not there, and you have to. You know, pay extra to get those. I don't like, know, but <laughs> so following the new cost efficiency model, um, every third episode, um, what we'll do is we'll pay somebody ten dollars, and they'll come out to your place and punch you in the dick, and <laughs> that'll remind you what it's you like today. to do business. I, I, them. I, I love <laughs> this. I love this version of Alex, like just a broken, hateful man. Is this what I'm like every week? No. I I think you're you're like it's one of those things like Bane, like you you you've grew up knowing this feeling. <laughs> I I merely adopted <laughs> depression. You you were born with it, forged by it. You only now understand that video games are terrible. I've always known. <laughs> Not necessarily <laughs> the games, the companies would be the more accurate one, but yes. 
Very much so. <laughs> corporations, my dear Alex. Corporations are what did this to you. And I mm-hmm. will set you free in my pain voice. Mm-hmm. Join me as a ruiner. I hate pain. Your pain voice sounds awful lot like food scientist's voice. Food science! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not enough to do the food science voice this week. <laughs> the record, I feel my Bane voice more in my nose than I feel the food science voice. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it, as I'm going to say, people say, is it time to slaughter this hog? Is it, is it time to as it's time to kick off the Krampus thing? Time to yes, pull out your, or your switches and get ready for the beatings. Yep. Mm-hmm. For those unclear with Krampus is, Krampus is the best version of Christmas. Go Google it for further details. But I think yep. it's what, Germany is where Krampus hails from initially? Uh, I feel like it's a Dutch thing. It might be. I, it's it's a European evil Santa, where, where good Santa goes around giving kids toys or breaking into houses and stealing their food. I, I don't know. I'm Jewish. Krampus rounds up bad children and beats them and throws them in lakes and shit. It's pretty metal. Yeah. Like, throws them in a bag, like in a big, in a, like a big cloth canvas bag or whatever. A Santa just, sack, like, if you will. Yes, yeah. beats them with switches, throws them in lakes. It's 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 amazing. I think he eats some of them even. Like it's, I oh, yeah. think Possibly. so. Yeah. So yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to. Apparently, Krampus, according to like the same lore, is like a companion of Saint Nicholas. Yeah. So if, if you're cool, Saint Nicholas will show up. If you're bad, then Krampus will show up. Throw you in a sack, beat you in. I just love the idea of like St. Nicholas and Krampus rolling up in a house in a car and like they go to opposite sides, be like, I got this, don't worry. And, like, just kicking in the door, being like, ho, 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 motherfuckers, it's Krampus. Yeah. Get back out. How was your stop, Nick? Oh, I gave out towards. What'd you give beatings? <laughs> We're both having a good night. Yeah. Well, so who wants to kick us off this year for our Krampusing? Um. I feel like we I'll should save Blizzard bit. for last. Yeah, well, I'll hold off a little should bit. Should we get the low-hanging fruit off the bat with Fallout 76? Oh, God, yeah, that's that's easy. I, I, I don't think we have to go into Fallout 76 too much because it's new and it's on everyone's mind and it refuses to be forgotten like many of the other items we're going to talk about today. But yeah, just worth reminding everyone, maybe Bethesda's bad at making video games and or isn't the company you think they are. Because Fallout 76 yeah. keeps getting scummier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that whole that whole fran- that whole company stuff has just proven that it's been really fucking shady. I, yep. The Fallout 76 thing is so bad, I'm rethinking about whether or not I'm going to get Rage 2. Like, that's because technically it is owned by Bethesda, and like I didn't buy Fallout 76. I played a little bit of like a beta at one point. I'm like, this is not a good game, and Walk the fuck away. I know too many people that would not listen to warnings about what that game was. And we're like, fucking yeah, it's going to be Fallout 4 online. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> or it actually kind of is. Yeah. But, mm. but it's, a gift. it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it does. I... It's, not, it's, it's never that Fallout 76 is the ongoing thing. It's Bethesda is the ongoing thing. But it's, like, lashed to Fallout 76, because it's not Fallout 76 that, like, 
leaked a bunch of people's information or didn't send out the correct bags or like responded to customer complaints in a real shitty manner. It's Bethesda. Yeah. Like Fallout's crime is I'm a bad game. Bethesda's crime is like ongoing dickery. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just it's it's just like they they see one bad decision. And they're like, hmm, I'm not sure that was bad enough. Let's see if we can top that one. Or let's I, let's let's dive deep and the, you know and let's let's see if we can think, be creative on how how terrible we can be to our fans. Let's get really creative. I am absolutely convinced that there's a lot of companies that are flat out like who let, who can fuck it up the most this year. Let's just let's just nose dive into shit tier uh, customers, you know, service and just delivering a good product. All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and leak all my customer information when they create a ticket. Oh, really? Well, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and shut down an entire part of my wing and fire all the streamers and all the support staff and everybody and not tell anybody until easy, the day Alex, of. Easy. Blizzard will have its Easy. due. Oh. It'll be our finale. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm convinced they're just trying to prove who can make the biggest shit show, and EA is just in the back like, man, it's nice that it's not us for a change. Yeah, we know we're evil, but, like, we're not scummy evil. Right? Yeah. It's, you know what it is? It's like that comic from the Joker who talks about even he doesn't defraud, uh, was it the IRS? He's like, no, even I don't fuck with the IRS. No, yeah. That's a terrible scummy. Or... Was it Joker didn't work with somebody who was a Nazi or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what that's what it was because he's like, no, look, I may be an evil crime villain, but fuck that, I'm an American first. And he refused to work with some <laughs> both Nazis. of these feel like jokes the the Joker would have been used in. So I'm not sure which one is real. I hope both are. I think yeah. it's the Nazi one. I'll have to find it. But yeah. So, by the way, yeah, Bethesda's just they've they've set a new level. It's really interesting this year with the shit they've done with. 76 and the way they just handled this just a shitstorm. <laughs> oh no yeah you're, you're referring to the joker will not take on the irs he will not fuck with those guys he's scared of them even yeah and there's also the nazi one so the both of them take yeah right. <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm and i'm just convinced and you know q4 is coming into an end pretty soon so they're like all right let's see who can top it so I'll save the ranting as we get a little bit closer to the Blizzard stuff, because yeah. boy, do I have stuff to say about that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bethesda 76, good job. You're going in the sack. Uh, who's got next one? Um, Don't be picky, we got many options. Let's let's go easy here. Let's do the, the, the epic Fortnite dance emotes. Let's go with that. Let's just talk about Fortnite in general. Like, it- Yeah, that's that's a pretty good topic in all of its own. Like mm-hmm. and like, it's the year of Fortnite. 2018 is the year really of is. Fortnite. It's like it's the biggest game in the world, sort of. At least in the U. I I don't know. I think League and it's, it's might a still huge be game. Yeah, I like we said. It's like what one in thirty people have an account for it by math, which I know isn't like the hard facts, but population versus subscriber means that because we live in a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. So that still, that stat still just astounds me. I can't believe it. I mean, I can and I can't. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I guess. Well, go ahead. You're gonna start. Well, I think it's there. one of those things where it's like it's. We're not saying Fortnite hasn't done a good job this year. Like as far as giantly, like 
monstrously huge video games. They've been relatively free of kind of corporate scandal or like fucking over their fans or stuff like that. But it's kind of weird because at the start of the year, it was like, holy shit, everyone loves Fortnite and that Thanos crossover and shit like that. And we're ending the year with the increasing likelihood that a lawyer is going to pull some class action lawsuit bullshit against Epic in a situation that they probably could win, but because it's going to get big enough and people are now getting greedy enough, it's going to become a whole thing. And that is the ongoing kind of dance emote debacle, which it's kind of because it's not the scummiest thing that happened this year. It's just going to be the thing that results in the most money, hypothetically. Yeah, like, as far as the scandals and stuff we're going to be talking about, they're probably the least culpable i guess considering they've mm. been like epic has had a really good year and i think they've made a lot of really good strides they're yeah. they're coming out to compete against steam so now yeah. they're no longer you know steam is no longer man on the top of the totem pole if you will or whatever you want to call it uh so they're they're coming out and they're offering competitive like profit sharing as far as the you know having stuff on the steam store i think it was like a 90 10 split that's this course, like that? 88 12 88 yeah, 12 okay there you go which is which is phenomenal on their part um them upping the money that uh people who de- was it they develop skins or, or files this is early in the year uh, that's for about this. the unreal engine yeah the yes assets for unreal you get more of that money now if you made them and they back like it and they backed um back paid them for kind of that split now and stuff yeah so the they've had this stuff that that's been going really well for them um any any controversy that might have been initially surrounding uh fortnite was actually related specifically to the streamer ninja as opposed to actually being involved with fortnite um when drake made video games cool finally so yes yeah all it took forever. was a canadian rapper cool forever no, nothing says let's make things cool like a canadian rapper who might not yeah. even be relevant anymore just saying yeah but um yeah, the I guess, you know, no one is safe, if you will, and they're getting hit with these lawsuits. But, like, looking into these, like, a lot of these folks don't necessarily have a lot of, like... So, and... Like, okay, so this is my opinion on this, but like, I want to see what you guys think about this. So, 2 Millie, I think, is the only one who has an actual argument on this. Yes. Yeah. And even his everyone is kind else, of stringy at yeah. best. Yeah, everyone else, because uh, first of all, the copyright laws when it comes to dances is really oh yeah, it's kind shitty. of a weird thing. Yeah, uh, it's so it, that's it is, one thing. Epic is probably less. It, so this is the, this is kind of where they make the list for me at least this year. It's not that they're in the right; it's that they are legally protected because copyright law in the country they operate is kind of written in a way that makes it very hard to patent what they're going after, which is a specific dance move. You can copyright or patent or whatever a full routine but one specific kind of movement even if it's the major part of it can't really be protected and promotes are one thing not a full kind of dance fortunately yeah so to millie he's the creator of the dance and he owns it because it's his thing um carlton technically should be owned by the company that produced fresh prince of Bella. yeah that's a whole other set yeah. of not- topics so I don't like as much as I like Carlton. I don't think he has a leg to stand on on this one. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, like might, people have, yeah. like he has fun doing it, like on Dancing with the Stars and all that. But legality wise, 
It belongs to the show. I don't think it belongs to him. No, it doesn't. He doesn't own the character and he doesn't own the move. So it's it's a weird move. Is like I yeah. think it would be Quincy Jones that that would, that would possibly own that because it feels Quincy Jones production. Yeah, quite so, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. You've got the floss kid who apparently is also trying to join into the lawsuit. That's but the when they were talking one. about that's but see the yeah. funny thing about that one is that. Uh, he's bringing up his lawsuit, and he's like, okay, I'm also now currently in the process of copywriting the dance. It's like, you can't sue someone yeah. for ripping you off if you don't even own the copyright. No, yet. you can. Can you? Yeah. I remember patents and copyrights take time. So, I, and, so and like, I guess like for those who don't live in the U.S. and aren't as familiar with copyright laws, I am for some bizarre reason. We let Americans live in a society where the idea of just kind of being cool with it doesn't work when it comes to copyright it's the if something is infringed upon even if you don't actually care to go action on it you kind of have to yeah and like the two million one is i i kind of feel i have to and like yeah they're making a lot of money off something i developed the carlton one is a little bit scummier and a little bit kind of i don't quite know where this one falls (laughs) the backpack kid one for me at least is nah you just heard two other people were suing and wanting on the money yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, there's blood in the water. And there's another one with um the dude from Scrubs apparently wants to sue for his too, but it's like again, the T V show owns that, not you. Yeah. So yeah, that's no. yeah, that's the thing. It's like two two million. He actually I mean, he has a video about that dance. Like, you know, there's a song about it. I mean there's there's a whole thing. He's he is definitely branded that dance. That is his dance. Yeah, the Millie Wop. Definitely is intellectual property. Absolutely. I don't think any of the others have any standards. I think you are, you are absolutely right. Well, so there's even kind of a weirder theory out there that Two Millie's lawyer kind of looks at this and goes, the chances of us successfully winning this are eh, but if I get everyone who might have some type of legal claim to a dance involved in this, we become a class action lawsuit that maybe you just settle to make it go away, and because I'm a uh. lawyer, I make more money as a result of this. Like, it's I think the best joke I've heard of this, I think, came from Giant Bomb, where they're like, man, uh, my legal aid, go buy that battle pass. Why? I want to see whether dances are in the game. We'll find out who owns those. Because that's kind mm. of how fast this one's picking up steam. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you think it's kind of a thing of just wanting to tell, needing well, some of these others, you know, I'm not talking about two million, but some of these others is just kind of also taking a pot shot at this major yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's I, I think it's more le- lawyer driven at this point, where it's like, yeah. hey, there's more money if I can find more of these people. But yeah, next one. Who wants to do the next one? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I, I, I think I'd like to talk about. Yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, company companies and their employees. Okay. Let's do that because there's a there's a few things that have happened over the year, and with with develop between developers, you know, and between developers and companies, and it's like, I mean, the more recent one, of course, was the Red Dead Redemption Two, and fig- finding out, you know, that they were in extreme crunch, finish it up, and have been and potentially just, for years. Yeah, and so I mean, they they'll say, oh, it was just last week, but there's no telling. I mean, and people aren't telling. So, I mean, that's, and it, it's been a thing, you know, for uh, being a developer myself, and it's been a thing for a while to, it, 
it's one of the businesses where they really tend to take advantage of the whole, if you're salaried, we don't pay you overtime. We just don't pay you overtime. It's basically unpaid overtime. Salary. And so they just take advantage of that, especially for developers. You know, and that's why I'm very happy that, at least in England, they've actually created a developer's union. And so that's probably, and, you know, hopefully that catches on here too, because it's, that's, that's really bad. I mean, some of the reports coming out were like, you know, people didn't see their families, you know, their children, you know, their, their spouses, you know, were, you know, they're getting horribly unhealthy. I mean, this is, that's terrible. You don't, you don't just drive people into the ground. And then you realize that at the end of it all, they pretty much have no profit here. So that game could make money hand over fist and it you know, in the billion, and they get nothing extra. Like, it might as well have been if the game sold zero, they'll still, they would, well, they might not still have, they'd be way less likely to sell a job if the company goes out of business. But it just, if the game goes crazy and it just breaks huge, or if it, you know, it's, you don't, any any of that like there's not a whole lot of companies that are like that there's there are a few companies that there's at least one company that i know of that is a co-op video game studio but that's one that's one and so it's it's pretty crazy so it's it's just yeah eh, yeah that the hours thing that's and you know hopefully it keeps getting high profile i mean it it finally has driven people to create a union in England, but, you know, we'll see if it gets bought. Yeah. No, it, I mean, what, what... I was thinking on I guess my there. question is, you know, I, I hope that, you know, you're, it's, it is starting to get among sort of the greater video game, you know, community that, hmm, maybe we should actually tell these companies, we aren't interested in buying your game if you're going to drive people into the ground to create it. You know, ground our you know friends and neighbors into the ground to get this game out. I mean, oh, no, oh, that shouldn't. That's not a sustainable practice. That should never have been the case. Yeah. No, it's it, it was kind of because I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving from work, and I realized the last time Rockstar was in the news this publicly for like gross kind of management issues and stuff like this was the last time a Rockstar game came out. Yep. No, was the last time a Red Dead game came out? Sorry. Like, so there, there you go. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's a, it's a pattern, and unless people speak out against it, which seems like it's happening more, it's never going to stop. Yeah. Fortunately, I mean, yeah, and yeah. So I mean, that's that's one, you know, and that's that's and that's many. But yeah, and- to continue the the greater discussion. Or oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's it's like it's one of those things where it's not just Rockstar. You have enough stories out there of yeah. a lot oh, of yeah. companies with whether it, like maybe it's not our toxic culture, but like the League mm. of Legends stuff we talked about last week, where yes. like someone just walking around hurting on employees. It's like it's it's totally different, but just as bad, if not worse, because you're like okay, wage abuses are one thing; it's so labor practices. There there are things to protect against that. But then it's like, but also no, because this has also been the year of actual sexual harassment. General harassment accusations finally rising to the surface that people are taking yes. seriously. Like, yes. Like, fuck, we've had, uh, what's that, Naughty Dog back in, like, October 
dealing with some departures from the studio and some situations where you had kind of long-standing internal issues that finally got to light that were like, well, this is new, right? Nah, this got filed like two or three years ago. And what happened? Nothing. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and, you know, to go you know a little more into the Riot Games thing, I mean, that was... I'm glad that that finally got pulled up to the light. That, I mean, it's toxic culture. I mean, it sounds like... I mean, so I've worked at a few, you know, worked at a few game companies and worked at a few places, and that just... That sounds awful. I mean, egregious. It's there. The environment there just was just toxic in every way possible. And unfortunately, some of that stuff you can't really. I mean, the part that was clearly sexual harassment. Yes, we can actually have laws on that. We could, you know, you can take those things to court. But some of the other stuff, like this, creating a toxic atmosphere. There's not necessarily a law it, unless it breaks steps over the line of, yeah, you know, some clear things like it, sexual harassment or some sort of verbal assault, which apparently that was kind of happening too. Yeah. Well, the Riot one was weird for me too, and not weird in like a good way, weird in a like, I- I've played League of Legends, I'm familiar with that community, I'm familiar with how that game responds to its community and stuff, and just how much money's in that game, and as a result, like, when that stuff finally came to light, I was having moments of, I assume this was far worse, but also, like, the fact that this is what the issues are is so much worse than if it was far worse, because this is just so unbelievably dumb, and so unbelievably avoidable, and so endemic of an yeah. issue, where it's like, it's not like one person's the problem, except it was, and it wasn't like, it's like, oh, they're, like, stealing money. No, that's one thing. They're just farting on people. Just no, that's actually worse in some weird way. Like that's a that's a bizarre disregard for humanity. Yeah. It's yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like when you run a company, you are in charge of its culture. And it wasn't like and that was the other thing that I that I think that was very important to be revealed, is that it was company policy, basically, to have this a call out culture within the company. What they, I think that was what they referred to it as in the article, yeah. sort of a call-out culture where it's like, people, say whatever you want at any time, and that's that's toxic. That's, I mean, that's, for that to be in, that deeply embedded overtly in that company's culture, I mean, I'm glad that that got revealed that it wasn't an accident that this happened. It wasn't a oh, well, this just kind of happens naturally. No, they made this they, they had a Conscious choice to make this a a a corporate environment decision on a corporate vision on how and how the environment should be, and that's that's probably the worst part of all of it. They codified their awful behavior. That's the more disgusting part of it. Is it was official? I mean, it wasn't an accident. It was official. Yeah. Ah, th- yeah. This is definitely, it's like an. This has been around for years. Like, that's the thing. It's one of those ones where all these stories have existed. Like, it's the people like me are out there. So I'm like, I want the book about what it's like to work at Rockstar someday. I want the NDA breaking book about what the fuck goes on at that company. Because if even half the studios, uh, stories you've heard are true about that studio, it's a fascinating, a terrible read, but also a fascinating one. And 
yeah, I, I yeah. think it's on one hand, it's great that we're finally dealing with some of this stuff. On the other hand, it's shitty. It's still happening. Yeah, I mean, I know that as long if you know people, you know, like me, you know, developers like me who care about this, need to continue standing up. At least you know if you're working within a company and it has this sort of culture, you have power to deal with. It. You kind of should. If you're in a position where you can speak out about some of these terrible things going on, you really should. I mean, or else it's and it's if you do nothing, that's the work. If we well, let all these things happen and everybody gets angry and then nothing comes of it, which I don't think nothing came of these riot games. They are scrambling, but you know what? We can't at this early stage. We still can't tell how devoted they are because you know more news. Yeah, about them. Yeah, and I, I guess like it's also worth bringing up in this one. There's another, like, it's not in the same real spectrum as the Rockstar one or the Riot one, but uh, if you rewind, I think it's like four or five months back on this podcast. There's the stuff that happened with Guild Wars two, where you had a situation get handled. I think kind of from the outside looking in, unbelievably badly. You had mm. a fan, you had a you had a fan of the game, a content creator for the guy, their YouTuber, antagonize a dev of that game say something kind of real derivative and like, well, I, I know it's more nuanced than this, but basically it boils down to why don't you just make the game better and the, the dev's reaction go a little bit too far? Yeah, like it's... Don't be shitty applies to both ends of this, but then the company's reaction of immediate dismissal for what happened on Twitter and the fact that kind of this stuff is like, this was a weird situation of a, a manhunt going on because you had whole re- you had the whole kind of reboot of Gamergate stuff happening around this topic because female dev. But then you also had the corporate mm-hmm. reaction, which was fucking firing both of them, even though we've done stuff like this in the past and been fine with it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that, I mean, that, yeah, in that case, I do kind of feel bad that the company made no attempt yeah. to defend their employees at all. They just, they threw them under the bus really quickly. And, and, yeah, I don't. That's that's also yeah. You know, there again, I mean, you're right. That that's another you know example of sort of you know a company you know company employee relations. And so yeah, I mean it. Yeah, it it's a bizarre one. On know. one hand, like it's it's great that companies are kind of afraid of the consumer angle for the first time in a while. Like it's the you make a shitty game, you're gonna know about, it, you're not gonna do well. Like we're actually at this point where like the whole maybe don't pre-order all the time thing is cutting on, and like, no, it's okay to not like a popular game, and if you think something's ass, let people know. This podcast does that every week to a certain yeah. extent, but mm-hmm. I, at the same time, you, you have companies kind of so afraid, like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think every company needs to learn from EA a little bit and be willing to, like, middle finger up out of the room every once in a while, because there's a certain level of there's respecting and understanding your fans, and then there's being terrified of them, where you make bad knee-jerk decisions that, like, then feed the shitty parts of your fans, and it becomes this whole kind of snake-eating its mm. tail, where it's like, okay, on one hand, we have to be reactive and proactive, but also the people that are the angriest about this are fucking assholes, and don't represent our entire fan base. If they whip enough people up, it looks like our entire fan base. And then we make a decision that appeases them, but then the rest of the people that are kind of more, I don't call it moderate, but more even keel on the top are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just do to your employees? Uh, why are you mad about this? Because you listen to these assholes over here. They don't speak for us. We were 
fine with them getting yelled at by your employees. But now that they've been wrongfully terminated or kind of questionably terminated, we're mad at you and we're a weirder group. We're larger but less angry, more analytical. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It feels weird saying things like I kind of feel bad for gaming companies, but also it's it's got to be an absolutely bizarre time. Like it's the every game and developer employee has to have a Twitter now because that's the world we live in and we shouldn't. It just depends on, you know, whether, you know, how you decide, and if you decide that, for example, if you decide that your social media feeds are representing the company you work for, and that's, that's an entire long conversation in itself is, you know, if you don't sign specifically any sort of a contract saying that, you know, your online presences are also representing the company, I mean, that's, that's, that's tricky territory. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, but some of these cases, I mean, some of these people are, have specifically a Twitter account that is their work Twitter account, or their work social media in general, social media in general. And so for them, you know, they, they do have to be on it. But for the people that aren't officially on there, I mean, like, like these devs, where it's their accounts are not necessarily belonging, you know, or associated with the company, but their personal accounts, hmm. But... But what they said, I mean, that's the thing, it goes back. What they said was relating to the company, was specifically relating to the product. And so that's that's the territory you got to tread there. I mean, for me, you know, if, and I think that, that, I think it was, in a certain sense, right that the company did say something because, you know, you're representing the company, but, yeah, the response was to, you know, to understand. Don't pacify the worst parts of your community, but also, I get it, but also, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. All right, next one. Which one are we doing next? Uh, feel like doing the IGN plagiarism one? Oh, that's a good one, man. That's that good. feels like that was this year. That was this year. Wow, that feels like so mm. long ago. <laughs> let's re- let's revisit our friend uh, Philip Mucin. Mucin. Uh, uh, fuck him. Who cares how you pronounce his name? He's an asshole. Uh, a IGN employee mm-hmm. who plagiarized, uh, who came to prominence in the knowledge of this podcast when. He plagiarized a very large portion of, uh, I think it was Shotgun Gaming, Boomstick Gaming's review of Dead Cells, a game that's pretty fucking good and you should play anyway, mm-hmm. and then kind mm-hmm. of chose to make the just absolutely amazing PR move and say, fucking prove I did this, and people did, and then they found more stuff, and then they found more stuff, and then IGN found itself in a situation where it wasn't just, okay, this was one situation. Man, has this guy ever done original work for us? And we're not talking like some lifted verbiage. We're talking like videos that line up with other videos way too fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it yeah. was stupid. Like, it's too close to be a coincidence, considering it was also super consistent. So, yeah. 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 But the fact that the guy had the fucking gall to be like, prove it, and then everyone was like, yeah. oh, Okay, let's take a look. Yeah. And they just collectively all found it. And he didn't really apologize either. That's the thing. Oh, no, he like doubled down oh, on no. I don't, it's not plagiarism. It's gaming industry. It's like, fucking, no, it's not. No. No, I, I can't steal something and collect. I, I can't like go to a store, you know, steal, you know, steal a shirt and say, oh, uh, it's video gaming. No, no, that, that's. Dumb and no, that's dumb. Yeah, 
No, and he's it, an idiot. It, it was it was great. But even after he was all fired and was let go and all that, I think he still at the end doubled down and was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not sorry." So yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Oh. Yeah, horrible people yeah. are horrible. But yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the thing. And you know, here's oh yeah, and there's an actual case of ethics and journalism. Mm-hmm. An actual it's really real talk about ethics and journalism no. in the game industry, which is like, what's the because it's all opinion based at the end of the day. It's like, how fucking hard is it to play something, a dream that a billion people are like, man, you get paid to play video games, then talk about them? Damn. I know it's more yeah. complicated than that, but also kind of not. No, there, there, there's definitely a bunch of stupid it's kinda shit, not. shit in that industry. Yeah. Like, you, it, it becomes, it, it, and I'll compare it to like, the access of like it's gonna be a stretch, but just bear with me here to see if you can see the relation. It's the same attitude that like you have some news people when it comes to like covering things at a White House. They'll only ask certain softball questions or they'll go a certain way because it's like, well, if I criticize too much a company, I lose access to that company. Like if you're if you're a game yeah. dev and you shit on EA and you are no longer invited to EA, you're a liability. So you will not be invited yeah. into the future. So yeah. you have a lot of these bigger companies who will do that softball bullshit. Like they'll they'll come out with like a really bad game and be like, eh, I mean, it could be better. Eight point seven out of ten. Like what? You just gave it a terrible review, and you're like, eh, I mean, I wouldn't feed this game right. to my dog. Nine out of ten. What? Yeah. Exactly. Like that 9 out of 10 <laughs> rating system has been absolute dog shit. It's, it's why been we talk stupid. About stuff, we talk about a 3 out of 5 kind of thing. Like it's the, the fact that the idea of a C game offends people. It's like you gave it a 70. Yeah, it, it's a 7 out of 10 game. It's a game I played. Yeah, it's not a great game. It, it's fine. It's it's a game. It is the it is average acceptable yeah. game. It's better than that cuz it's a game. No, it's it's not. 3 out of 5. I, I there was a, no. I forgot who does this review style, but they have it where they basically categorize it into three, three groups. One, buy it and play immediately. Two, wait for it to maybe on go on discount. Um, or C, just don't get. It sounds like a rocks paper shotgun thing or a Kotaku thing. I'm not sure. I forget who does it, but I thought that was kind of a solid way to review it. Like it yeah. looks good. I would say, yeah, yeah. no, buy it immediately, play it. Uh, this is all right. I mean, if you can look past these things, sure. But if not, wait for it to go on sale, yeah. or see, not nah, don't get it. So I, well, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, personally. But yeah, so, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I just I, we're getting closer and closer to my topic, and I'm getting depressed. So. <laughs> You've been oddly quiet. <laughs> let's give you a let's do a light, fluffy one just for Alex. Um. Let's talk about fucking Nintendo Switch's online services quickly. Oh, don't even get me started on Nintendo, but we'll go Fantastic. into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the shitstorm that is uh, the online level. Okay, so I don't own a Switch, so I may not have too much to put into this part, so I'll let you wrap it up, Charlie. The correct, I'll, I'll the, the correct phrase is, the online system is bullshit, and they are shitty for charging for it. Mm-hmm. Well, Nintendo has never shined when it comes to online at no, all. It's... Even now, their new online system is pretty shitty, considering, the... like, A, yeah. first of all, you don't get a lot of, 
like you don't get a lot of features that would warrant you paying for an online service granted they make it super cheap so it's like you really can't spare like ten dollars out of the year really guys like yeah. nintendo you know we fucking can but we we're, we're we're basically doing this out of like guilt and not actually wanting to look forward to buying it to get yeah. features and shit. like at least i get free games with my fucking ps4 plus or my playstation you plus get thing. free games with this it's just also a like so here's the issue you can pay money for this and you get the online they have this kind of like games with gold thing except it's not a permanent library it's what's available now and the games i understand are good the issue is that the online you know the part that like i might subscribe for is ass if it like this is where it gets really terrible if the online was free and it was just like hey here's the games with gold for five bucks a month i would be far more okay with it like yeah fuck it five bucks a month for free games cool mm. and online's still free yeah it's the fact that they're throwing it's like oh it's, it's the online subscription your online is bad so bad you shouldn't be allowed to charge for it and i'm not talking yeah. like this smash ultimate online is bad like it is but it's the service itself is kind of like it's this okay the switch doesn't do the internet all that well it's wi-fi based you have to buy a dongle to do an ethernet connection to a switch which is shitty and then on top of that your console is mobile so if you step out of wi-fi location once while doing something online you're fucked yeah i guess it's, it's <laughs> one thing it's like oh you have this awesome mobile always on console hypothetically yeah that requires wi-fi so you better tether that phone or live in japan where they have wi-fi on train yep. and i get it like you can play most games offline but the idea that you would try and sell what that company thinks is acceptable wi-fi an, an online version for anything it's just insulting and on top of that you have games that are going to live and die by their onlineness like the i'm not a huge fan of splatoon 2 but like the online for that was a big deal and it was free and then it wasn't mm. yeah i i also still think the unlock stuff for ultimate is rotten but that's a whole separate topic yeah it's a weird year for nintendo because ultimate made people real happy like i fucking like Super Mario Sunshine was last year? Uh, not Sunshine. Um, Odyssey was last year. They, they've been doing okay. They've been putting out games people have dug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, Pokemon Let's Go. Actually, I mean, I, I love how the game looks, the game world. The fact that you're, you walk around the world, and now you can see it looks alive because you can see all the creatures. You can, you can see them walking around in the grass instead of just stumbling in the grass over a creature that's like yeah all <laughs> yeah, accidentally stumbling over it. yeah you can actually see it and it looks so cool to just walk through that world i mean yeah they're they're putting out games that yeah that are really good. yeah but yeah nintendo when it comes to nintendo and hardware they're always weird because they're always so experimental and always wanting to try something out new and just and so their hardware is always hit I'd say it's more recently a bit more hit than miss, but I can't. I don't know. It's it's still very hit miss. No. I, really so I I, I own a grip for my switch that there's a detail about that switch about the the, about the holder thing for it that explains. I never realized kind of 
what my brain was telling me until I saw this thing physically, just kind of how much the design of the Switch kind of sucks. So I, yeah. it's, I, I, I paid money. I paid a not cheap amount of money for a plastic kind of sleeve thing you put my Switch into, and it makes it a lot easier to hold. It puts a little. It all it does is add essentially kind of like Xbox PS4 style, like I won't call them antennas, but I can't think of like they're just grips that come off of it. And where you would assume those grips would be symmetrical, kind of from side to side, they're not. The left and right one are different at different angles and kind of positions on this thing because they they rejigger your Here. thumbs and to where they need to land to make it more comfortable. And I didn't realize how fucked up that whole grip was without them. Until I tried holding it again afterwards, I'm like, oh shit! This is why this is off center like this because you have to force the right hand down or up to make this even comfortable to hold. That is some bullshit. So it's basically the N64 controller. I might argue worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one had an awkward this grip is... to it, the way you, if you wanted to grip it in a way that's actually yeah play games. Mm. I, I, that was, that was I might go so far and to <laughs> kind of controversially say I think the switch from an ergonomic and kind of holding in your hand perspective. I never I never sought out stuff to fix holding a Nintendo 64. I am willing to use my Switch again because of this damn thing. Like I didn't realize how badly I wanted this until I saw an ad for it and the words makes it feel like a 360 controller was enough to insta sell me on it. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's... I, I, I've done... I, I have softened my perspective on the Switch because of a thing Nintendo doesn't make. A, a thing I had to pay money to to, in my mind, fix their goddamn console. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that's things like... That's Nintendo. Hardware yeah. hit miss. But they've managed to roll with their misses better than... Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, they Nintendo, they'll have, they've had a few console flops. I mean, you know, honestly, the Wii U? No. I mean, we won't even mention the Wii U. Well, I'll mention the virtual. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, Nintendo likes to experiment, and you gotta expect some failures. Yeah, I'm... Some hilarious, hilarious failures. I'm some... really curious for what Nintendo looks like in 2019. Because... I I don't know what they have announced yet. I'm not sure they have anything big announced, but I really want to know, and I, I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's this is a, I have nothing to back this up, but and I've been wrong on this enough times so I kind of take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I am really curious what Switch sales will look like post-Ultimate because in my mind I'm pretty convinced that a lot of people that bought Switches just to play Ultimate now have Ultimate and the Switch. And, like, I get it, yeah, the Switch is selling really well right now, but it's also going to fall short of where Nintendo expected to sell by its sales earning point, so... I, I don't know. I, I, it's, I think this is kind of like the Wii in my mind, where you've made... I think we're approaching the point where you've sold all the Switches you're going to sell, because... I'm going to buy a PS5 or whatever that winds up being rather than swapping to a Switch if I'm kind of a general consumer because that's got the games I want. Like, it's the... 
I, I use Warframe now as my test of is the Switch better or not with this grip, and it is with Warframe. It is with that thing on there. But like that's, I think of Warframe as like yes, Nintendo games are mainstream. And they appeal to a wider audience, and people fucking love them, and they eat that shit up. And Breath of the Wild was a big deal, and Mario was a big deal. But I don't know if they have anything coming this year. And also, have the people that bought game consoles for the Mario Odysseys and the Breath of the Wilds already, you know, bought for those? Like, Switches don't break that often if you're careful. Like, it's the what is the ongoing sales of that console like if, in theory, they've, like, you've had a round of all the games people might buy that console for? Do sales continue to do well? Do they do badly? Like, it's the have you sold to all the Nintendo people at this point? Yeah, it's like the Wii U did bad. The Wii U did bad for a variety of reasons, but also that thing sold to all the people that buy fucking Nintendo shit. I'm apparently one of them. I own a Wii U and I own a Switch now kind of thing too, and I use the Switch now more than I used to. But yeah, it's it doesn't have the broad appeal, which means eventually you're going to run out of Nintendo people because it's not getting EA, it's not getting sports games, it's, it's getting indies and Nintendo shit, and that's cool. But that doesn't get you the major audience. And it's been a good year mm-hmm. for Nintendo, but also, will that good year keep going? I don't know. I Get in the sack, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, next. What do you want to do next? Hmm. Uh, let's do Telltale. All right. You want to lead us in on this uh, one, Alex? Sure. Company does bad thing, ends up shutting down before finishing an actual game story franchise. A tale of, I think, just the scenario has been done so many times with just the company just mismanaging things and causing things to happen. Driving away top talent by accident, etc., etc. Yep. Uh, Toys R Us, mismanaging, shut down. Sears. Mismanaging currently starting to shut down. Both these companies still managed to give their executives bonuses, just like I think Telltale was doing, was trying to walk away from making sure their execs got their their cut, and a lot of their employees got fucked over. So, yeah, yeah, it's a tale. It's 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 a telltale, if you will. Told tale. We've heard so many tell. A, a tale as old as a, a time. telltale as old as time. There we go. No, I like it's that past one. It's told tale games now. It's Telltale Games. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of done. They're done. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, Telltale Games, you guys don't know, um, is a uh, company that's put out a couple big hits, like a uh, kind of narration-esque action games, if you will. I don't know about the action part so much, but you kind of do interact a little bit, but it's very, very cinematic. Much a, yeah, very cinematic storytelling kind of game. Invented and so they had a couple bullshit form of games that are more story and quick time events. Than anything else, they brought us David Cage. Except they didn't. Yeah. Like so blame them for David Cage. <laughs> but yeah, so you they they one of their big notable for titles was of course the Walking Dead series that they had for their style of games. But they they put out Game of Thrones, um, which sucked. The Wolf Among Us, I think it was another one, which was okay. Yeah. Yep. So, which was yeah. really Man. good. It shouldn't have been. So so they had a yeah. lot of pretty <laughs> solid. Hits, but unfortunately, they it was announced earlier this year that they would be shutting down, and people were left wondering, well, what about the end of the story for like Walking Dead? And they're like, 
So, before we get into that, let's cover the rest of Telltale, because there's two stories to this. Like, on one hand, the Telltale story of a company shuts down and does shitty by its employees is sack-worthy, no doubt. The fan yes. reaction to something shutting down, though, is, I think, what makes the whole Telltale saga like a, a, a crown jewel in our sack of misery this year. And mm-hmm. that's a weird thing to talk yeah. about. So, sorry to interrupt, Alex, but kind of to throw in this one, Telltale shuts down. It shuts down in a real shitty, abrupt way. I think it was like 200-some-odd people lose their job basically overnight. Yeah. Lose health insurance, lose benefits, and have to scramble to find jobs in a not-so-great time year to be looking for jobs in the gaming industry. And, like, other companies have shut down in the past, but they still got health insurance or, like, they made to shut down. Like, they shut down kind of at a point where, it, like, people lost health insurance, I think it was, like, within a week because of how health insurance works and kind of time frames and it undeniably shitty. But the thing Alex was getting to was then the fan reaction happened because they were I think one or two episodes into a five-part season of the final season of The Walking Dead. Arguably the thing that put Telltale on the map. Yeah. No, it was yeah. definitely the thing that put Telltale yeah. on the map. Absolutely. I mean, everybody knows, practically everybody knows The Walking even if they've never True. really yeah, yeah. No, you're right. seen you're right. it versus where they'll have heard you're it. Right. And so I guess now, now continue, Alex, what you were leading up to. Oh, no, I pretty much was just talking about that was pretty much it. For Fair enough. It's pretty Fair enough. So, yeah. so t- fans obviously upset. They want an end to the Clementine story, etc., etc. Start being like, hey, who's going to finish the game? And that's a normal fan reaction to have. It's when they started going after former members of Telltale, again on Twitter, maybe Twitter's part of the problem this year, and being like, yo, you should finish the game Mm -hmm. because of your fans. And they're like, bitch, I'm trying to not starve to death and provide for my family. And fans are like, no, but give us our game. Yeah, that's... In the true spirit of Krampus. I blame Twitter. Yeah, I'll blame Yeah, in the true spirit of Krampusness, that was... A showing of unbelievable selfishness from the kind of game we, we don't normally get to put the kind of game consuming end of the industry on blast like we do on this podcast with everything else but we get it you want an end to this but also these fucking people just lost their jobs they got bigger issues to deal with than what your feelings on clementine's arc are yeah yeah I think in the end what didn't the company pick them up though yeah no, a company so end by kind of the, the the happiness in this story is a company, the media company that makes the that publishes the Walking Dead comics, picked up and said we're gonna finish that. I think it's Starbreeze or something. No, it's yeah, that's them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Someone's them. finishing it. They're gonna do the final episodes. They hired up some of the, I think it was crucial Telltale employees to do it. You can now buy the final season of Telltale: The Walking Dead off of the Epic Games Store. So. Yeah. I think it's exclusively on that now, too, which is weird. Hmm, yeah. Because they pulled all the, a lot of yeah. their stuff off of Steam already. Well, that's more of a licensing thing at the point, but yeah, it's company handling it shitty. And like, it's weird to say it, but like, it's the company's closed. People lose their jobs. Life moves on. It's. It, I know it sounds crass and hard, but like, it's I work in a similar industry where shit happens. Companies close, not all the time, but with enough frequency that, like, it sucks. You get angry for a couple of days, and then you find a new goddamn job. 
That's not saying the Telltale employees didn't get fucking screwed. They got it way worse than others. But the fan reaction yeah. to it is what made this thing a real shit show. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Agree. And we welcome that all to the sack return. Um, mm-hmm. A quick one I threw on this list just because fuck Star Citizen a little bit, even though it's been doing interesting things lately. I The whole Star Citizen con thing, trying to charge money for a digital ticket to a Essentially, let's call advertising event. They then raised like seven million dollars out of, or two million. They raised at least a million bucks out of selling fake starships off the thing. They're like, "No, we need to charge money to view these ads." No. <laughs> yeah. Like, and maybe this is kickstarting games in, uh, in general. Like, yeah, we got that trailer from um, uh, Double Fine showing off uh, Psychonauts Two, which is fucking awesome. But also, like, we've talked about it in the past. If you don't kickstart things anymore, like especially video games, because that whole space is getting yeah. weirder and weirder. Yeah, and yeah, my thing still is like these these major developers going on there, you know, with their games and stuff. Like, you're, I just still feel like they're pulling money away from very much more deserving projects being created by yeah. indie developers. Not that no indie games, plenty of wonderful indie games have been have been absolutely fun. I just, uh, I, I'm, well, it's like the whole, you know, there's been a lot of money built for free. I don't, I don't yeah, I, I, and like, and Star Citizen's the big poster boy for this one. Like, there's lots of kind of examples of, eh, on this topic. But Star Citizen's the poster boy because it's worth half a billion dollars now. Mm-hmm. They've raised yeah. $500 million for that game. Which is nuts and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Still can't believe that's that is a massive number. That's... That is a country's worth in a couple instances. <laughs> yeah, like that is buy a country right out money. Crazy. That, that is like buy the moon and nuke it for shits and giggles money. Yeah, that's like pay. That's like that's a set. That's start Thunderdome in the Sahara Desert and be like, "Fuck it, what are you gonna do? I got all this money." Yeah, I'm just depressing. Loot crates. Oh, what about them loot? Yeah, crates? loot crates. It's, um, I mean, really, this is this is. I'd say this is kind of the big year for loot crates. At yeah, least on the public and radar, it's right? it's a weird year because on one hand you had great strides made in. Maybe loot crates are bad, and we should act as though they're bad. But also now the FCC is yeah. involved, and yay! Not sure. I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, so many people don't play video games or are just making like, yep. video games. It's. I mean, that's the thing. There's people on. Yes, I do think, and that's the thing. It's like, and I mentioned this before. Yes, I do think that, especially. For real world money, it is it is a form of gambling. I think it is arguable that it it is a form of gambling. I'm, you know, it's, it's similar to a slot. That's why it's mean, very similar to a slot. I mean, I agree with that assessment. But you know, it's like how draconian are we going to be on? This? Or, I mean, you know, we have one country already outright banning yep. them entirely, which seems. Really heavy-handed, really, really kind of too far. But there again, I mean, doing absolutely nothing. I mean, there's 
I mean, should and and then I think it is an argument, actual argument here. You know, what about the kids? I think this is one of the first times where that actually kind of makes sense because you know, or what, or you know, one of the few times I should not a few times that it makes sense because hmm, should, should kids really already in a mindset about what is essentially gambling? And and it's even you know more questionable. I'd say turning. Well, no, I'd say maybe less in the whole. What if it's free versus whether it's paid or not? Because there's a lot of games where you can get, where you can earn them and pay for them. I mean, for example, in Overwatch, you earn you earn crates, but you also can outright buy them. For yeah. And so and but that's the other thing. If it's, I think it's even more. Uh, I don't know. It's just almost like a different issue when you're talking about loot crates that provide actual benefits within the game versus ones that are. You know, purely cosmetic. That is, you know, a new, new something or other, a new cape or a new clothing set. I mean, I I've bought loot crates in Terra for to get a mount, essentially to get a particular mount, and that's fine. The mount does has no effect on me. You get a free mount anyway; it doesn't really matter. But in other games, there's definitely like you can just you know, buy things that make you blatantly way better. That's practically another, another. I don't know. Yeah, the blue crate thing is is weird territory. Yeah. No, and it's. I meant to. FT, I meant to say FTC earlier for the record, not FCC. I know the two are different. I, it's. It's weird because it's great that we're getting attention on them, but it's maybe not the right attention because like the people that actually matter in the situation seem to be kind of okay with them. Like I'm excited for Anthem. I'm 100% convinced there's going to be loot boxes for that game. Cosmetic ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's and I've just kind of made my peace with that. And maybe I shouldn't, but also, like, I'm excited that's like, okay, legal people are caring about this now. The U.S. government's involved. Oh, no! They're going to find some way of saying every game needs to have loot boxes now. That's fair. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially since, I mean, that's the thing, now that it's pretty much established that your, your loot boxes are going to make you money hand over fist, what company is really going to say no? Yeah. It's funny that the, the, the loot crate discussion comes up. There's there's a video I'll have to link you guys because I want to talk about it sometime next week uh, about somebody who did some research as to the origins of uh, loot boxes and how this one person is pretty much responsible for creating the trend of loot boxes. It was a really interesting video I saw last huh. night, so I'll have to show it to you guys, yeah. but it's really good. And it's somebody who's currently at a very high position at a company. Probably EA, right? Oh. Huh? EA, yeah. yes. Yep. Really? Shocking. The Wilson loot box, they call him. Huh. Mm. And and you'd be surprised what game is the one that actually originated and actually got everything completely going. FIFA? I, yeah, it was FIFA. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll watch the video and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. But it's just something that I wanted to, because we talked about loot boxes, and it's, it's a good way to kind of end the year, I think, with next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Uh, it's, I guess, speaking of the U.S. Uh, Get the sack, take your beating, etc. Et so we've not been saying that this year. Maybe it's just a dour year. Um, 
not much to say on this one. Remember the U.S. government, specifically Trump, tried pinning the whole school shooting thing in the U.S. on video games? That was a fun week. Yeah, when has... When ha- oh, and then he put out a video. They put out... A- White House put out a video trying to convince people of that. Yeah. What? This has been a battle that? that has been fought for a long fucking and time. That's why it makes the list this year. Like, it's it's another how many times we have to do this old man moment. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I mean... This is definitely a boomer generation. I guess video games are still relatively young. This is def- but, I mean, not only are they young, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, they're only recently even being seen as legit even remotely legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like, a legitimate way to perform a expression yeah. or art. So. Yeah. No, this mm. video game thing is a boomer argument. It, it, this is definitely something that has been consistently brought up by the boomer generation. And Why I don't feel people like, play I, sports yeah. anymore and not Fortnite? And I feel like, and it's no, nothing against boomers, I'm just saying this I is definitely an argument them. that has been tried and fucking true when it comes to that generation. So slowly as yeah. they start to age out and the, what do you call it? The Xers, Millennials, and the Gen Zers, or I don't even know what they call the ones after Millennials now, but fucked. yeah. They call them the, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, <laughs> as, as they start to become the majority, this argument will hopefully start to die out, but this is an argument that will continue until like that generation of boomers is pretty much moved on kind of thing. So Yeah, well they're no longer in politics and they're no longer really have a you know as I guess as strong as Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah in the sack, take your beating, et cetera, et cetera. Um mm-hmm. uh, I feel I thought we can almost lump that now these are two separate ones. Um Capcom Yes, I actually want. I'll, I'll go into these for right here. So yeah. I guess this is more related to FGC in general. But um, mm. so I guess the first one would be Capcom with the Street Fighter Five scumbagginess this year, with being the first company to really introduce the NASCAR ads on fucking player costumes. So, and for the record, as much as we <laughs> as a collective think that shit is hilarious, it's kind of terrible too. It is absolutely yes. fucking awful. Um. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like they they basically have added like the possibility or the mechanics, or the functionality there. We talked to about add... this, yeah. It, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah we we've talked about it. But I'm just just a recap for people who are, may have missed that episode. Um, basically, they're adding in-game ads, not just like on the billboard on the back, because I mean that's like a stage that happens, but like actual like NASCAR s logos on the costumes of characters you're playing on, and. So what it is, is if you leave it on, you can earn additional fight money. Uh, but if you turn it off, you earn less. That's the way they've been doing it. It's super fucking scummy. Um, so that's just from previous stuff this year, but also of the fact that they've released a really shitty... Like, Capcom this year has had some pretty shitty releases. They've had a really good release with Monster Hunter, obviously, because that's been a good. phenomenal game. Yeah, no, oh, Monster God. Hunter was definitely good. But the people who were working on the FGC side of... Uh, of games is have they are the low tier of devs as far as I'm concerned this year because Street Fighter Five was not very well received in general. MVCI is pretty much dead. Um, you don't hear hey, anything hey, it gets about numbers that. at tournaments still. Yeah, <laughs> if like five is a number, sure that's a number. But, yeah, so MVCI has pretty much been dead, and it's like all the bad media press, everything with it. Disney was like, nah, dog, 
So they're pretty. That's pretty much gone. Um, but I guess I was also learning recently about this new scumbagginess that happened this past weekend with Capcom Cup. Uh, for those mm-hmm. of you who are not aware, uh, Capcom hosts a annual uh, Street Fighter tournament. They used to be Street Fighter and MVCI, but that didn't go over too well. Uh, now it's just Street Fighter. Every year, they have uh, players who earn points throughout the year uh, come and compete. Or, you know, it's, it's like their own little personal Evo, if you will. Um, so I guess they announced a new character, Kage, which is basically Evil Ryu. But, hey, hey, it's Evil um, Ryu with an underbite. That's the important part. Yeah, and horns. My <laughs> bad. But, totally different um, character. <laughs> so every year, they have a... Well, every, what they do is they have seasons. And each season, they have a season pass when you pay, like, 14 bucks. Or whatever, and you unlock all the characters for that. So Capcom, in its thinking that it somehow thinks it's Nintendo, thought it'd be a good idea to change that model recently, and now charge you five bucks each new character. And they talked about, well, we don't have any new plans mm. for a season pass, but we're definitely going to make you buy each individual character. Keep in mind, though, you don't get a stage or anything like that. You literally are paying five dollars for the fucking character. So, um. Mm. Which, if you think about it in the season, is actually way more than what they've been charging in the past for season passes. So it's making people be like, I never thought I'd be like, thank God for a season pass. But Capcom somehow fucking did it. Um, So them switching their model to this is pretty fucking scumbaggy, as far as I'm concerned, considering they've got other issues with their games. So Capcom, way to be a cash grab. I appreciate that. Never change, and keep making shitty fighting games. (laughs) But also, thank you for NASCAR-ifying your flagship product and giving me endless hours of entertainment. You know what the you know what the crazy part about that is? That somehow is going to be what really puts Capcom on the map because Probably. I guarantee you, you're going to see other games doing the same shit. Well, so and this is where it's even weirder. So, like, not appropriate conversation for today's podcast, but like, I kind of want to see a world where like I can advertise. Like, if I put the time in, I can make a custom ad thing or whatever and just drop it on my characters in Street Fighter. If I played Street Fighter kind of thing. Like, it's the, if they have that functionality, totally cool with this. Yeah, but it's, they control that completely. Yeah, they do, and that's shitty. Yeah, because if it gets open to the public, you know at some point you're going to see an ad for Goatsy on the chest of fucking Dalsam or Ryu, and it's like, oh. Please, it's on Zangief. Yeah, on Zangief. Yeah, John Zangief. Geef is a man of refined taste. Yeah I, was... yeah, I look forward to seeing dumb shit advertised. If it was ever open to the public, like you go into the login screen, here comes E Honda, and on his chest it says Hitler diabetes did medicine. Wrong. Uh, or other dumb shit. I'm looking forward like to, to Pringles Ryu personally. Pringles Ryu. That'll Ooh. happen. Totitos or whatever pizza rolls is coming at you. That or Mountain Dew can. I'm not sure which one I'm more excited for. Yeah, so, yep, um, so I'll tie that in with, uh, yeah. big game companies that somehow have a fucking problem with people streaming tournaments of these games. But Alex, how so, does this relate? Oh, it relates because it's all FGC. Is it? In a way, but like, so, well, not as, yes and no, because you also did have, um, okay, so there, there are good reasons and bad reasons for it. Um, you have Nintendo, which in the past has had a big fucking issue with people streaming Smash tournaments. And they actually got out of... there and said, hey, we're making it better for y'all. 
Yeah, haven't. and I think it wasn't until this year Nintendo was like, okay, you guys can stream Smash tournaments. Um, and so I guess Toei Animation was like, you know what? No, let's be the assholes who do that for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And you have a slew of recent announcements with uh, a Dragon Ball Fighter Z just being removed from tournaments because, and it's suspected that it's basically Toei Animation being like, no, we don't want you guys streaming that. So. It sucks because Dragon Ball Fighter Z is a fucking hype game to watch. So this was the thing I was trying to get you to talk about yeah. before we dove into the exact topic. Uh, Evo Japan just announced its list, and there are mm. two very notable missing care up games from that list: Dragon Ball Fighter and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yep. Wow. Some might yeah. say two of the bigger video games in the industry. Right now. So that's what I was trying to get at the start of this, and. They are they're not they're not popular in Japan. They are one was flat out banned and one's Nintendo being Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And Evo don't work unless you can kind of stream it. Yeah. So rather mm-hmm. than like have to barter a deal for any kind of licensing, you just won't play it. Yep. But it's not just Evo Japan. You have DreamHack Atlanta, I think was one that dropped it. I missed that um, one. I I only heard about this when it came to this most recent thing. No, there's a lot of them. Uh, let's see. Ooh. So, yeah. So it's let's see. Evo, J- yeah, Evo Japan, DreamHack Atlanta in November had to cancel it. Anime Ascension 2019 has dropped it. Uh, so there's a lot of like a lot of tournaments that are just like no, we we have to drop it. So you have a game that's doing super fucking well, and they're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and let's turn off this free advertisement we get from people playing it. Because essentially that stuff is free advertising. Like, I watched Dragon Ball Fighter Z, yeah. and I was like, this is really fucking fun. So I got it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah, and that's the weird thing about it. It's like, and and I know it's, it's a certain amount of it's like, we want to protect our IP, but it's like, what are you protecting it from? It's not like, People are going to watch, you know, a, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters attorney and think that, or watch a stream, let's just say just a stream or something, and watch that and think that that the way that person is playing the game is immediately associated with how that character is represented in any other media. You know, as, uh, by that, I mean, you know, it's, that's, that's, um, that's some pretty overreaching, you know, IP protection. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. But yeah, so... I know, I mean, that's the thing, I know where it's coming from, but I still... Yeah, well, the Nintendo one's baffling, because I think it was like two or three weeks back, we talked on this very podcast about how they're doing away with a bunch of their bullshit streaming rules. Mm-hmm. But not yet. And then you... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you do have some companies that do actually block you from streaming stuff, but it's only because they don't want you to spoil a story. Which like is did shitty with in its 5. own way, but... It is, but I can respect it for having a legitimate reason, like, hey, we don't want you guys yeah. kind of spoiling it. But at the same time, you have the other argument of, like, hey, it's the internet. It's like when a new movie or TV show comes out. If you get on the internet and you get spoilers, it's your own fucking fault. I agree with that, except for the fact that now YouTube algorithms are doing shit I don't agree with. Like, it's... If it wasn't for the fact that I know, I, I knew from day one how Red Dead Redemption ended, I'd be real fucking pissed off about the fact that 
you cannot look up anything for Red Dead Redemption without like a billion YouTube videos saying like, "Yo, here's the ending. I put it up." I yeah. I, as someone who thinks people that get mad about spoilers are dumb, I kind of feel bad for the fact that like God of War was out for twelve hours before I was like, I wasn't even looking up God of War stuff, but YouTube's like, "Yo." Here's the thing that the thumbnail is the final boss right from God of War, and I'm like, yes, I'm staying off the internet till I beat this game. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm not saying you're not giant babies for complaining about it, but it's gotten a lot harder to not see them. Yeah, yeah. But last but not least, our our, our creme de la creme offender this year, arguably one we had to bring <laughs> a whole second sack for because it's a year that's filled our first sack up pretty well. I. Alex's lament to the ongoing story that refuses to fucking die, no matter how tired all of us get of talking about it. And I'm sure you, the <laughs> listener, get sick of hearing about that at this point, too. Alex, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to take this way? You want to take the same way, Alex? Sure. So, uh, let's with, well, I mean, God, there's so many places to start. We can let's talk about start at how- the beginning of the SWS, the Wicked Awesome Cast's coverage of this topic. So, Let's rewind all the way back to pre-BlizzCon, when me and Alex talked about kind of, not not the morality, but kind of the weirdness of, hey, you have this convention that's essentially a giant advertisement for your thing, mm-hmm. and then you charge money for it. But let's go a little, little further back real quick. Okay. We were in a good place at the start of the year. Legion was a hit. Mm. It did really well. People were excited. You know, there's announcements of, of Battle for Azeroth. It's looking good. They've got a really cool features. People are happy. I started playing you know. WoW again briefly. Yeah, Charlie even picked up WoW and started playing it again briefly. Like, there, there was good feeling. And then, like, Battle for Azeroth hits. Oh, no, Battle <laughs> for Azeroth came out before BlizzCon, right? Yeah. No, it came yeah. out yes, after. It did. No, no, it didn't. Oh, it, it, did. it did? No. No, you're right. It came out in September. Battle for Azeroth without first. You were right. You're right. Yeah. So Battle for Azeroth comes right. out, and it feels really empty. And Blizzard just flat out ignored tons of feedback on their on the beta forums when it came to like things like the Azerite gear. First of all, keep in mind that a lot of the Azerite gear wasn't testable for like maybe a week before release on the beta. That's something I found out a little while ago, so that's interesting. Um, so they ignored a lot of player feedback, and a couple of like classes and specs were just like, eh, we'll address them in 8.1. So you have a game that comes out, tons of bugs and other issues. Lackluster character progression, time-gated between, between, behind dumb shit, so there's this artificial feeling of like being blocked or, or being held behind. Um... Yeah, Battle for Azeroth just hit really badly. It did not do well. So, in comes Charlie where he talks about, and the realization that I had when it comes to BlizzCon, that it's 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 supposed to be this fan get-together where they kind of come out and do really good things for the fans, but in hey, reality, it really is just a giant Go ad. back and check out that episode. Me and Alex get heated on that one, too. Like, if I ever thought Alex was going to quit the podcast, it was that episode. <laughs> No, it takes a lot more for me to get me to leave something. I don't know. Like, I was being a bit of an ass, <laughs> and you were not taking what I was saying well. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
It was actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned it because I think you even checked up on me afterwards. Like, hey, yeah. you all right? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, so, I felt um, bad after that one. I went hard <laughs> on that one. You did go pretty hard on that. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, overall, like, I, I mean, we're having a discussion. Yes. It's, it's that happens. Like, it's it's not a big deal. Because yes. I know it's 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 not a personal attack on me. It's a discussion. And I get that. So, um. That's just throwing it out there for future reference. Charlie and I may get heated on some of our discussions, but it's because we do have varying viewpoints. But then again, this is also the man who fucking ruined Pop-Tarts for me, I... so I have a reason to be upset with him. Aww. Oh, has he told you the Pop-Tart thing really quick, Henry, before we move on? Uh, I haven't heard I haven't heard that. ravioli. <laughs> yeah, and I can't fucking forget that now. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. um, So, BlizzCon comes around, and... Leading up to it, everyone was like, oh man, we're going to have a really good time. The with... hype was real, one The I'd hype say. was real. You know, you got Diablo, like, you, you, the, the schedule gets released. Diablo is right after the main show. So it's like, oh, it's happening, boys. Diablo 4 or and Diablo expansion. Something's sh- happening. And to be fair, maybe we should have known because you had Blizzard out there saying, like, do not get hyped about Diablo. But. Also, we said Diablo, so none of you were listening to us. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Anything we said after the word Diablo just didn't actually. Or before. Predict. So, <laughs> yeah. so Diablo comes out to their giant PC gaming company fans, to an organization that has its fans and its core built on fucking PC gaming, and they're like, "Hey, we got a mobile game for you." I know you guys have been waiting for a really big PC game for Diablo, but guys, 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 Diablo on your phone. <laughs> yeah, what if you could take Diablo everywhere? Yeah, right? Because you know what? When you're, when you're dropping a deuce, you can go on that bail farm run, guys. Yeah. Oh, and keep in mind, we're also teaming up with this, uh, was it, this Chinese company called NetEase. That uh, is notoriously known for putting out fucking pay-to-win uh, cash grab mobile games. But don't worry, guys. We're developing this, and we're we're not focusing on the pay-to-win stuff right now. We're focusing on putting on a good game. I haven't even talked about the pay-to-win stuff. Oh wait, a few weeks later, a screenshot gets leaked of Wyatt yeah, Chang and, and sitting anymore, with fucking Netties. Just a little addit. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was getting heated for a moment. I was just gonna say that. To add a little more, even just a little further insult, what we saw was a reskinned version of one of their existing games. Not exactly even, so that's yeah. more clear. Yeah, that it was, when they compared it to something that NetEase had put out, it looks like a literal fucking clone with Diablo sprinkled on top of it. The UI pretty much looked the same, and on top of that, there are features in the mobile version that people have been asking for in the PC version right now that's out. But hey, guys, don't you guys got phones? <laughs> so that comes out, and the reaction was fucking delicious. If, just to recap really quick, this is a Blizzard fan convention. This isn't E3. This is a Blizzard fan convention where people pay good money to go see and have an experience and do all their stuff like that, and they got booed by their fucking fan base. Blizzard so, has never fucking been booed by their fan base at their convention ever until Diablo Immortal. 
and the people who were celebrating were people who asked and and this is the immortal question now it's become enshrined in memory was like are you sure this isn't an april Fool, out of season april fool's joke and then people laugh like ha, 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 you guys got phones right ha, ha, ha. you can play diablo on the switch that's mobile ha, ha, ha. so um so that comes out and it was not well received so uh, we move on to that topic like it's we could do a whole thing right now too on like the fans were shitty and keep in mind that like Blizzard's doing some bad stuff. Some of the fan reaction is inherently shitty, justified, but a little mm-hmm. juvenile and shitty. Like it's it's no one is blameless yeah. in this one. Like it's the uh, on one hand, it's really fun. Someone got up there and said, "What is this? An out of season April Fool's joke?" It's also <laughs> kind of a really moment. Oh well, you know what's funny about that is if you go back to. So every year Blizzard does like an April Fool's post where they put patch notes for the new game. Yep. One of the joke April Fool's things a couple years ago was Diablo being on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Okay, I take I... that back. I take that back. There's history for it. Never mind. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> it's. I'll have. I don't know if I ever brought that up. But no, yeah. that's that's new to me. If they. If that's a thing in like Blizzard lore of like, you remember that time we were like, ha ha, mobile devices, and then we were like, yo, mobile devices. That yeah, no, 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 that's that changes yeah. it. I believe it was Diablo Mobile was a joke in the April Fool's post they made in 2014. So yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny is some of those other April that I'd actually really want. Like one of them was a. Blackthorn. I was like, I wish that was real. <laughs> now, they they did some pretty cool, you know, you know, fake assets. Right? And I was like, yeah, I, I know it's fake. Yeah, that, that'd actually be cool. No, they go with the April Fool's thing that literally nobody would ever want. Yeah. yeah. So, so Diablo has this PR fiasco with this going on. Later on in that same weekend, PR or Diablo or Blizzard in general decides to talk about how the stuff they're working on. Like, hey, we've got multiple Diablo projects with multiple teams. And then it's also revealed that they have a lot of current developers working on mobile IP or mobile projects across all of their IPs. So you have this announcement that like talk about that stuff. And then you have, I guess they have an interview where they talk about like you were bringing up concerns about the pay to win stuff like that, net ease, and Wyatt Chang comes out and says, hey, no, 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 we're not, we're not even worried about pay-to-win or any kind of, like, monetization right now. We are solely working on putting out a great game. And then a screenshot, or rather a picture gets leaked later on, of Wyatt Chang sitting with NetEase developers, and the PowerPoint on the screen is best practices for monetization on mobile. <laughs> So it's like, dude, if you're gonna bullshit us, don't, don't, like, uh, don't bullshit people. Is pretty much is what I'm getting at here. So there's that whole thing, and that's not handled really fucking well. And then it takes them about a week to put out a release on the Diablo forum saying, "Hey, we hear you. Uh, we'll have some information about what's coming up real soon when it comes to Diablo stuff." By the way, that post happened months ago, and there has been no actual fucking update to the PC Diablo community. So they're very much not giving a fuck about 
Diablo 3 at this point. Um, so there's that stuff that's going on. There's, um, let's see, where do we go from here? Um, it's mainly just been nightmare after nightmare well, when it comes so to that. Not like, that's already a bad year. Like that, that For a company, that's a bad PR look for the year. And then Heroes of the Storm happened. Oh, Heroes of the Storm. Mm. So in so at BlizzCon, which is wasn't too long ago, it was what no beginning of November. Yeah, something so like almost, that. Almost almost two months ago, a lot of pro streamers, a lot of like team, a lot of teams, a lot of people who work on that game, were pretty much reassured, and they actually talked about it and showed some stuff off at BlizzCon. Talk about what they had planned for Heroes of the Storm 2019. So you've got. The Heroes of the Storm, Collegiate Tournament, you've got the HGC, all that stuff that's going on. And a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, Blizzard announces that they are putting Heroes of the Storm in maintenance mode and taking a lot of devs that are currently walk- working on it and throwing them on other teams. Mind you that we found out the same time a lot of these other people found out. So a lot of these developers and um, pro streamers and actually pros at play found out they got fired a few weeks before Christmas pretty much and that they're being laid off because it turns out a lot of the pro teams for Heroes of the Storm are actually employees of Blizzard like they're 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 paid mm-hmm. by Blizzard to be on these teams it's not like it's like Echo Fox or any of those so they all got fired pretty much and they found out the same way we all did with a fucking post so Wow. Yep. And apparently the only people who knew recently about that, that were aware that it was coming down the pipeline as far as two months ago, were some support staff. And they weren't allowed to talk about it. That part is rumored. Mm. I don't know that for sure, but that's what I've been hearing and that's what a so couple like... So you may have missed this. I think this happened like yesterday or like two days ago. A hundred support staff voluntarily took cash and left Blizzard. Oh, well that's that's another thing we're going to get into right okay. now. No, I saw that. I, I'm perfectly aware of that one. Um, we're getting there. So you have, yeah, we're getting there. It's just a laundry list of things. So Blizzard talks about. Um, so then we switch back to BFA. The Azerite system is not popular, um, and they're like, "Don't worry, we've got stuff coming down the pipeline in 8.1. It's gonna be really cool, guys." Um, they there are a couple of class changes, things they're working on, specifically on one of the classes that I play, specs and classes, which is Enhancement Shaman. Um, they're like, we've got stuff coming up, you know, it'll be good. 8.1's got a big rework, uh, because there's changes we want to make that we can't do with patches, bullshit. Um, so, or with hotfixes, rather. Um, lo and behold, 8.1 rolls around, and it was like, okay, what? It literally just feels like you added a new thing of this, and, and it doesn't really add anything new to the game. It's literally just nothing special. Shadow Priest got some good changes. But and Elemental got some good changes. Enhancement Shamans got nothing. Literally, what they did was nerf the current talents that are really good and buff talents that people weren't even touching. And it turns out that even those number tweaks weren't enough because the same talents that we were using in 8.0 are the same talents you're using now in 8.1, even though they were nerfed. <laughs> so <clears throat> you have that stuff going on. And then you have Blizzard talk about how, like, hey, no, we hear you guys. We hear your concerns. Like, we get this. Like, you know, we're, we're working on this. Um, we're, we're trying to be better at communication. 
And in 8.1, there were so many undocumented changes in the patch notes that people had to, pick, to put together an entire page on a Wikipedia or something to keep track of all the undocumented 8.1 changes. And Blizzard put, did a Q&A shortly afterwards, and they talk about, like, where's, how come you guys didn't put all this stuff that literally changes strategies for some of these, like, bosses? And it's like, yeah, we, we made the changes a long time ago in our patches, or long time ago in our um in our notes but we just forgot to add it like do you guys not keep track of the stuff that you change on some sort of like github or something like so there's that whole shitstorm with that um so blizzard and i think we talked about blizzard putting out surveys and trying to get information as far as like we want to hear from you we want to get feedback from you and then we're even offering a couple of skype calls to get feedback from you the player so that was a survey that was going out to a couple people. I don't think you heard about this recently, Charlie, but um, regions like Brazil and Australia, players have been getting surveys from Blizzard recently from them. And you know what's been in those surveys? What? Questions about mobile gaming. I have not seen those. Yep. <clears throat> so they've mm. been sending surveys like, hey, um, so tell us, like, on a scale of 1 in 10, how do you feel about Blizzard's current lineup of games, this and that? Hey, do you like World of Warcraft? Hey, how much money do you spend on my mobile microtransactions? Literally, like, that's the shift in questions that people have been, like, sending to... There's a couple of YouTubers that <clears throat> I, I show, or I watch and all that stuff, and they've been talking about that, because they have people who've been sending them screenshots from these surveys that are flat out asking, like, hey... What kind of mobile games do you like to play? Or, hey, how much money on average do you spend on mobile games? So, keep in mind, though, they're not sending these to the U.S. They're sending these to, like, regions like Brazil and regions like Australia. Oh. Huh. Totally avoiding the U.S. Because the U.S. has... I haven't seen any surveys coming in as far as that goes into the U.S. Um, so, there's that. Ah, so, let's see. Here is the storm. BFA being a shit storm. Uh, mobile gaming, this and that. Ah, what else have I missed? Oh, the 100 people leaving. So, apparently Blizzard has an office, a support staff office, in, um, in Cork, Ireland. So, it's mainly, like, to do ticket systems, and it basically helps, like, help that stuff, right? So, um, Mm -hmm. Blizzard has been really pushing that off for people to leave Blizzard, and offering, like, a, hey, compensation package for you to go kind of thing right and apparently people at that office have been offered up to four times and each time they've been offered to leave they've raised the package cost at this point a hundred staffers have volunteered to leave blizzard and they'll be receiving a year's worth of salary to pretty much leave apparently this program is not uncommon because i know riot has a similar program where they like, hey, if you're heading out, we'll offer you this much month's salary to go, <clears throat> kind of thing, and explore and do new things, so to speak. But they, Blizzard has been pushing it really fucking hard. Really fucking hard. And so 100 staffers in Cork, Ireland are just leaving, and there are concerns that, like, well, now they're not going to have enough people to help, like, manage the people who are still there. Mm. And so a lot of people are afraid that that office is getting closed down real fucking soon. Huh. So there's that. Um, swing back to BFA because Blizzard has just been hitting all angles here. Um, so with a lot of issues that were really 
not addressing this like that. Blizzard announces a new store mount that is a totally unique model that you can buy. Bear in mind that they're not adding any real fun mounts into the actual game. They did add the hive mind, which is probably the only one because they always add like a secret crazy puzzle to be locked at behind. But yeah, so they're adding a store model or store a store mount you can get. Uh, of course, twenty five bucks. It's very much people are think, like, thinking they're really trying to up their Q four uh, their Q four numbers right now because it's probably looking really fucking bad. On top of that, they just announced this this a uh, few days ago the going away sale where a lot of the old mounts and pets are disappearing from the store forever. Asterix may come back in the future in a giant. Or, or right now, it's a bundle for forty five dollars where it's a bunch of pets and mounts that are discounted. They need and they're saying these units. are, yeah, they're like these these things are disappearing from the store, no longer going to be there. Basically, creating artificial inflation because these are digital items; they're not fucking going anywhere. This is you purely, totally own the yeah. fact that they're there. This is purely anecdotal um, information, but I've gotten the impression that kind of post BlizzCon Blizzard financials have been weird because even that's worse during I think it was uh, Warlords of Draenor. They had a certain number of subscribers. I've gotten the impression that we are below that number. Like this is, I think, like since launch, close to the lowest. Like it's, it's the most significant drop in subscribers to World of Warcraft date. Yes, I've heard that too because there was a little fiasco a while ago with the API for some of the devs yeah. that work on add-ons, where they were able to pull numbers of active subscribers and things like that, and apparently they were only about a million something. Blizzard flat out came, denied it immediately, and told that developer to take down that post. Uh, the impression I got was we're back down at like 2 million or something, but yeah, like at its peak, I think we were talking like 12 million for World of Warcraft and... Warlord, sorry, in Wrath of the Lich King, they peaked at about 12 to 14 million subscribers. Yeah. It's a big fucking drop. It's been a long so, time, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, and it's also kind of hard to confirm some of these current subscriber numbers because Blizzard has defaulted to not announcing any player numbers anymore. Which, if you're cynical, is not a good sign. Nope. So, now you're at a point where this game feels like it's hemorrhaging fucking money. So, they put out the new Storm out, which is bad optics right now, considering they're getting a lot of shit for a lot of systems that are flat out broken or just not working. Azerite gear, for example, it's just it's just so flimsy and weird to sim and stuff like that. Um, to releasing this artificial, uh, hey, these mounts or these things are going away from the store, and then right in the same announcement, they have a little note that says, "Hey, these things may come back in the future." It's like if it's going away forever, then it's going away forever. Don't yeah. fucking say it's a going away package, and then all of a sudden. You have in the same post, hey, don't worry, these things may come back in the future. Ha <laughs> ha. So. Oh, that's hedging their bets. That's clearly, blatantly hedging their bets in case they want to bring it back. They, I mean, that's, that's obvious so that people don't go back and say, hey, you said that these would never come back, but they're back again. And they'll post like, the original thing and say, no, no, we, we, we totally said they might, but they might come back. Yeah, but they're creating so, artificial scarcity. Considering it's a digital yeah. fucking oh, yeah. thing. It's, it's, it's actually the illusion of scarcity, one might say. Mm-hmm. So, Blizzard has very much gone full Activision now. It's... There is no Blizzard. I 
person I personally I feel like they have been totally absorbed by Activision at this point, considering the original president uh of a uh, president and CEO of Blizzard Games is no longer there. Mike Morheim has left, and now we have Jay Allen Brack, who worked on Star Wars Galaxies, uh, which is an SOE title, and SOE was its own shitstorm, so SOE is also the company that shut down the Matrix Online, so go fuck yourself, Daybreak slash SOE. Um, but yeah, he worked on that, and he's also the same guy who, when he was asked about WoW Classic, told fans, you think you want it, but you don't. And then later on, the following year, had to swallow his pride, I think. See, I don't I think, think he's year. wrong about that, but they're going to give it to you anyway. Like, it's WoW Classic is for people like me that don't like what modern WoW is and haven't played WoW in a long time. They're like, I want my hunter pets to matter. But also, I've, so may, I've been wa- I, I go through periods of watching a lot and reading up a lot on like the history of MMOs and stuff because I find them fascinating. And part of why I'm trying to play Black Desert Online again is because it's kind of the most modern MMO at this point, and a point a lot of these like videos and articles raise is this idea that what's acceptable in a modern MMO versus what used to be, and like it's the some people like they are nostalgic for like, man, MMOs used to be fucking hard and kind of miserable. Group making used to take time, they were <laughs> kind of part of like Part of what made them so addictive and so disruptive was like if your group, if your team raided on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time, you were fucking in game at 8 p.m. getting ready for it because you were not missing that window because your raid team had to go then because that's when it lined up for everyone and you weren't raiding again that week if you missed that slot. Mm hmm. And. And there's kind of but a lot of them point fun at WoW, where it's like, yeah, like a lot of the kind of things that a lot of people like about Modern WoW, how easy it is to get into dungeons and raids and stuff like that, is stuff that people that play the original versions of a bunch of MMOs look at it and go, no, that's the social part. You remove the social part of an MMO, and why are you playing then? Like it's the we we want that weird glorified chat room aspect of it, and. I think WoW Classic is kind of going to be the case study of, no, actually, you don't. You think you do. And, like, it's kind of a weird topic to bring up. It's not, it's not an either-or type of situation, because I do think there are parts of old WoW that were lost to time that were good to have, but there's streamlines. No, uh, I, have, I, have an, I have a little interesting aside on that story. So I know this one streamer, this is a Twitch streamer, um, he made most of his money, like as far as like in his adult life, from selling a vanilla WoW one to thirty guide. Like he made a yeah. ton of money off of that. And currently he's re he's restreaming. He's modding his one to thirty essentially speed run. It's essentially a one to yeah. thirty speed run. And he's been vodding that and it's getting massive views. Like it's getting I'm like, hmm, a lot of people are watching his VODs of a one to thirty basically run. If you, I mean, if you want to find it on Twitch, Joanna, that's the name. It's Furious Paul is the name of the streamer, but he's running under Joanna because that's the character name that he uses, or at least for the example, video yeah. example. So, I mean, but, yeah, that's, so, yeah, of course, yeah, the interest is clearly there, but mm, do you want it? No, and I think it, and like, it's one of those yeah, things where it's like, even really I forget it. how it's like, getting from level 1 to level 10 in Vanilla WoW took 
hours. It shouldn't have, but it did. Mm-hmm. Like that was potentially a couple. Like depending on how you play, that was at least an evening's worth of progression. Like it, a solid six hours, hypothetically, was spent getting out of the basic of basics in that game. Like there were classes yeah. in that game that didn't get good till you were like ten hours in, hypothetically. It's like okay, yeah, here's your hunter mm-hmm. patch. Have fun. Or whatever. I it's sorry, we're we're kind of way off the topic right now, but I think like it's I, I'm not agreeing with him, but also I think it's one of those ones where it's the be careful what you wish for. I've like it's the I've looked at so many MMOs in the last month again just because I go through this weird phase every once in a while and uh, this actually got on this topic, sorry, I reminded how I got to this point. It's interesting because a lot of the stuff I I can read about and watch is about the death of MMOs and the Blizzard stuff has been kind of an elongated version of that. Where, like, MMOs just don't die overnight. It's often kind of a slow decay, or in a couple instances, a very rapid decay, or just we're shutting the servers off because this ain't working no more. And that's Matrix Online and stuff like that, where the fans are still happy, but the company, the, the money angle is not. And. <gasps> Well, so Anna, it's one of those things. Where, like, the, one of the first things you always see in these circumstances are dabbling in more kind of how do we monetize the shop? Like it's the okay subscriptions ain't doing it the way we need them to. What do we do to get kind of that same amount of money out of the game that we were previously? Because people aren't subbing anymore. Okay, let's make the shop something the whales will buy into. Huh? The shop's making us more money than subscriptions. Free to play time. Oh, all these people came back. Fucking nice. Um, that's more money in the shop. Okay, it's not as much money in the shop. Huh. Is there a way we can incentivize people to buy from the shop? Okay, preferred characters. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what if we did some stuff like, I don't know, like you can unlock riding a horse at level 40, or you can buy for real money riding at level 20. Oh, people will buy that? Huh. What if we increase the distances now between zones so you really want that horse at level 20 now? Yes. And it, it's weird because every MMO, as best I can tell, goes through some version of that. And it, again, like outsider looking in, I'm not on the ground for this one as much as Alex is, watching BFA and kind of from BFA on and kind of the stuff around it has been like, huh. I've heard this story before, not this exact one, but they're going to start doing shop bullshit shit soon. Oh, they did? Okay, cool. They're going free to play soon. Oh, they did a couple patches. They did, they did like two expansions ago, kind of, where you could get like in-game coins or something equal playtime. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... In general, Blizzard has just not been, it's been, been a, terrible at optics. It's been a bizarre year. Like, from a company that I could not dissuade you was not the company you thought it was to what it is now, where it's like, oh, it's fucking Activision. Now, like, it's, and it wasn't like it was over the span of years. It was this over the span of, like, four months? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's phenomenal, like, how much has changed. Yeah. But, like. I, I I was I was reading something and and it talks about like I think I think in overall like with like Bethesda fucking up EA being a shitstorm Activision doing things 
and now Blizzard pretty much, or Activision Blizzard, I refer to them by their actual name because they're not Blizzard anymore. It used to be Blizzard um, Activision. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just Act- Active Blizzard or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> Active Blizzard. I, I feel like we're entering a dark ages of gaming like we did a couple years ago. With, like, there's just going to be a crash to the gaming industry. So, I, what do you guys think about that? I think that's a tad hyperbolic. I see a bubble coming. I I can definitely see a bubble coming. Like it, it. I don't think it'll be. It's not going to be devastating. Like for instance, you know, the one crash in seven. Nothing could could match that. But certain areas of gaming are absolutely going to hit a bubble. Yeah, I think a schism is coming. I I. I oh. I think it's one of those ones where it's like I think it was like. Early Xbox 360, early PS3 era, and the Wii, and the kind of—I bring this up because it kind of proves my point. Where you had the idea of being a gamer took on a new light at that point. For better or worse, people were like, "I'm a gamer. I play hardcore games." At this point, it became kind of part of their cultural identity, and I think it's one of those ones where it's the none of us play mobile games really. Like Alex, I think plays the most, but he's still not what I call a mobile gamer at the end of the day. But we are, on average, based across the rest of the world, not the norm. I, I think mobile gaming is a much bigger deal than anyone on this podcast wants to admit to because it's just not our type of gaming. I think you're gonna, we're going to start siloing again where it's going to be about, like, okay, we're the real gamers. No, we're the real gamers. No, we're the bullshit real gamers. Like it's, And companies are going to profit off that. Like it's the Diablo for mobile is a smart business move. Why? More people own phones than they do consoles or PCs. I'm willing to bet money on that. Do we like that? No, but like some dude in his 40s who's like, man, I used to fucking love Diablo 2. Diablo into Infinite, now for iPad, which you own because you're an adult and you buy things that adults buy. He's going to go, oh shit, I can play Diablo again. We're sitting there going, it's not Diablo! Yeah. Fake ass motherfucking gamers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I don't know. But yeah, it's just this year has just been a a debacle when it comes to that. I think. Yeah. Just in general. So. Yep. In the sack with you and all your shitty decisions. Yeah. I think we were saving all of our beatings. Our beatings. It's heard. It's kind of the bit. It, they it's deserve the it all. One where it's like it's the. It's the biggest thing this year as far as this podcast is concerned. Like, it's the, all the other stuff we mentioned today has not, like, personally affected any of us as much in some ways as the Blizzard thing has affected Alex. And as a result, we've talked about it a lot. Like, it's, like, this is up there with the Division type of news where it's like, it's the, we have to keep talking about it because something new keeps happening. But, like, man, I am so sick of talking about this but it's not like it's the same thing it's like wow it's a new thing this week huh why do you keep pouring gas on the already existing wildfire yep yep like i went into this being like yeah fallout 76 is gonna be our big krampus thing this year back in like october or whatever and it's like no no it's not it's it's bad but it's kind of a minor footnote in the grand scheme of things it's video game was shitty Bethesda, Bethesda. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, that does it for the Krampus part of this, oh, po- wow. of this podcast. Um, 
We, we have no emails this week, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. I'm not going to do the whole spiel because, like, every year we're kind of depressed at the end of this goddamn podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe gaming's the worst, actually. Like, maybe I should go play mm. sports. <laughs> For fun. I want to. I should go and play a sport. Yeah. Ball. Or drugs. Or both. Or sports. Yeah. As it were. That's that. Now we're talking. But yeah, wickedawesomecast.gmail.com. Hit us up. Um,. That's going to do it for this year's Krampus episode. Any more you two want to say before we get out of here? Mm, no, other than like, hey, maybe next year things will be different. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some real kick-ass games came out this year. Like, I know we're hard on a year every year at the Krampus cast, but like, there's some damn cool games that came out, sometimes in spite of shitty labor practices. But mm-hmm. yeah. That is, that is a story yeah. for another time. Yeah. Uh, uh, the future of next week's podcast is a bit up in the air. I think it should happen, but there may be some extenuating circumstances yeah. beyond all our control, specifically mine, that I've not talked to you two about yet. But we will after the podcast is over, because, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for, yeah. for tuning in. What? Uh, it should be, in, uh, either next week will be Game of the Year, or we'll be back to a normal podcast, so this was too much of a downer episode for you and you stuck through it, thank you for doing so, and also, next week will be more lively. That's us shitting on stuff. Yeah. Next week is a celebration. Of like every week, except this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lying to myself on that one. This podcast is a fucking downer all the goddamn time. We should do the Feel Good <laughs> podcast once a year, just be like, everything's great! I'm on so much alcohol! <laughs> yeah. Who wants to close it out? You're the metal. Yeah.